Hello? Yes, Dulce, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, 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 ma'am. All right, cool. All right, ladies and gents, welcome to Anthony Podcast. And um, before we get started, man, I just want to say thanks to everybody that's really been supporting season one all the way through season seven. And by the time you guys hear this, this will be season seven, episode uh, 10. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you know, it's always a pleasure for me to, of course, interview my fellow Filipino-Americans who are business owners, but I can't forget about my Hispanic sisters out there doing their thing, especially in the cannabis industry. And this next homegirl right here, man, um, I'm really inspired and impressed with the art that she does. Not only she is a business owner, which she is, but I really consider her as an artist first. And she is the owner and the creator of of Kana Chicana Club, and you know one of the many things that she does in her, she wears a lot of hats. And one of the most interesting ones is I think she makes resin art, and she also has a clothing line and designing clothing lines, and she's consistent with the two. And one of the things that uh, one of my favorite things about this person is that she makes medicated tamales. And that's my favorite product that she has. And last but not the least, she's also a creator of the sensual oil. And I definitely want her to expand on that today. And last but not the least, one of the great news in 2023 is um, she's actually nominated for Best Cannabis Brand of California in, in this uh, award show coming up in Santa Ana. And we're going to talk about her nomination. And San Diego native, ladies and gents, you got Miss Jessica Rodriguez in the house and also known as Dulce. What's up, dude? What up? Thanks for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> Thanks for making the time, Jess. I appreciate you. Um, let me, I, I ask all my guests this. Where were you born and raised, Jessica? Um, I was born and raised here in San Diego, California. Right on, right on. Do you know around the time when your family migrated out here? Or do you know the story about how your family ended up in SD? Yeah, so I'm actually first generation. Um, My mom and dad are actually uh, from Mexico, Guadalajara and Michoacan. Mm. And they came to the United States when they were like 15. So Mm. they they actually met in high school here. Nice. Yes. Um, let me ask you this. What can you remember about the community of San Diego growing up? Let's say from elementary years to like junior high. What do you remember about that community? Uh, I've been kind of all over San Diego. Like I was born and raised in uh, City Heights, but I yeah. uh, grew up also around like Logan area. So it was like East Side and Southeast pretty much. And then um, mm-hmm. I went to high school in Mission Bay. So mm-hmm. I was kind of all over the place. So growing up, yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, I mean, I grew up with, you know, more of like a low-income um, uh, Latino community for sure. How does that influence your art in any way? Um, growing up as a like a, ch- a Chicana myself um, inspires me a lot. You know, I feel like we really <coughs> get recognition in the in the uh, in the industry and as women as a chicana so just growing up i feel like a lot of uh, the things i saw around me have been, been inspiring me you know to be better in uh in my art or as a woman like can you describe city heights what southeast uh community felt like um i mean i know you said you grew up around the low-income hispanic community like one of the questions i wanted to ask is how did you manage to stay focused and stay out of trouble, you know? 
and and make something out of yourself um well when i was like in middle school or high school i was i was a troublemaker yeah um you know but um you know it was i i i'm a i was a teen mom as well so i was a young mom got pregnant like during my senior year mm-hmm. so um yeah i mean just growing up i grew up with i mean i grew up with every culture like i live more in like i don't know if you know the um like chinatown mm. asia town and in, in city heights right on yeah so i grew up around like that area and then latino community as well black brown you know so um i feel like all of that um together has inspired me to stay focused and like i said I, as a single mom and a young mom um yeah that's like that's one of my my main my main um thing is to remain focused what what did you learn about yourself becoming a teen mom at was it 18 17 or i was 18 19 when i became a, a teen mom and i learned a lot you know um thankfully i had my parents there to help me out and i had my family as well um so all of that helped me to become better to push myself to um be a better woman and a better mom for sure mm. when did you start to realize you had artistic abilities or you were into art or you had you had a creative side in you I think like in high school um I've always been around like hip hop and graffiti so I grew up with that and um yeah during high school I I always like been around art and graffiti and I just got more involved in it and I was like I want to do something I know I have I have a little bit of talent so like why not use it you know I have some talent so why not use it mm. and now uh, working in the cannabis industry helped me and pushed me a little bit more you know what kind of um what kind of music were you listening to who were like the hip hop groups that that you were really into in high school in high school damn there's so many like good talented hip hop artists but um a lot of like the old school for sure you know like Tupac mm-hmm. Biggie uh Hieroglyphics Smith and Wesson um Big L so any of those you know old school um Gangstar all that mm What was your first introduction to the cannabis? <laughs> when did you first <laughs> when did you first spark that shit? Um I started working in cannabis. So it was so weird when I had my first um job as a butt tender. I was actually um some of my homies were doing graffiti in an alley. There was like a smoke shop and I was helping them out and some lady came up to me and she's like, "Do you want a job?" and I was like, "Um doing what?" And she's like, I'm going to open up a dispensary and all I have is guys. I want some girls in the team and you seem pretty talented and you know so you seem cool. You want to work for me and I was like I was actually working at Einstein's Bagels at that time. Mm-hmm. And I was like I literally quit my Einstein's Bagels job and got a job at a dispensary full time. How how old were you when you first started? I was the job? probably like 19. Wow. No, 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 like 20, like 20. But when did you first start smoking weed? What was the um, first time? <laughs> I was like probably like 13 whenever I started smoking weed. <laughs> 14. I was so like in 8th intro- grade. <laughs> <laughs> so your introduction to the cannabis industry was really 8th grade. No, yeah. I'm, I'm just playing. Um <laughs> so bam. So you graduate high school. So by the time you graduate high school, you were already a mom. What was your plan in mind? Like shit, like this is what I'm going to do after high school. Like what was your plan and what actually ended up happening? <laughs> so I was 
I was actually going to the police academy. So I graduated high school. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I graduated. <laughs> I'm like all over the place. So I graduated high school and I was like, I know I've always been into like murder and like criminal justice, psychology. So I was like, I think that's what I want to do, you know? So I was like, I'm going to go to school. I ended up going to Miramar College because they have a police academy program. Oh, and wow. I was like, I'm just going to sign up and I'm going to work towards my psychology and criminal justice degree. So while I was going to college, I was like, yeah, like 20, I was going to college, you know, I was a mom. And then I'm like, in my head, I'm like, you know, I'm, I want to do something with with um, with with criminal justice. And then I get this dispensary job offer. And I was like, oh, shit, like, what should I do? Yeah. Um, so I was going like to college and then working at the cannabis at the as a butt tender. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty much kind of all over the place. So I, I didn't know what I wanted to do, you know? I was kind of stuck. <laughs> Would you pursue criminal justice again? Um, Not the criminal justice part, but the psychology part. I'm really, mm. yeah, I ended up actually getting a, cer- a certificate. I didn't I didn't graduate because I ended up changing my major. Um, But I have a certificate for psychology. That's when you know someone's built for it, right? When someone says, you know, growing up, I was really into murder and stuff like that. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> what I wanted to do, actually, was, like, to, like, um, be, like, a counselor for, like, pe- murders or, like, people that just gone through shit, you know? Wow. It's a, it's a trip. <laughs> so, you're working at the, at the dispensary, and you're 20, and you're also going to school at the same time. Around what, when did you start first messing with resin art? When did you start making that? Um, that was in 2018. Wow. 2018, we're in 2023. So I think, yeah, 2018, 2017, yeah, 2018, around there. Mm. Is, is that the same year you decided to uh, form your own company? Yeah, same kind year. Of yeah, mm-hmm. I was working actually as mm. a butt tender for Urban Leaf at that time. Mm. And what inspired you? What inspired you to start your own? And what's what inspired you to really incorporating art and cannabis? Um, I was working one day, and um, I was like, "Damn!" I was like, "I don't really see a lot of, you know, um, I don't see any culture in the cannabis industry. You know, there is the cannabis culture, but you don't really see a lot of, you know, like." brown people colored people asian people you don't really see that in the in the industry on the shelves you know what i mean mm-hmm. you don't see I, I there wasn't any chicano um brands around so a lot of a lot of the a lot of the cannabis is owned by white rich men so <laughs> so i was like you know what there there isn't any any latina brands there isn't any recognition for colored people in the cannabis mm-hmm. industry but us being behind the shelf serving so you don't really see a lot of brands so i'm like it'll be so cool like to make a brand that represents my culture and cannabis and what are mm-hmm. oh go ahead no no go ahead go ahead and yeah one day i was just working and i came up with the idea and i'm like i want to i want to start a small little business and mm-hmm. yeah that's how kind of the idea went on wow and you know it's funny you said that like when you say you don't see a lot of latina culture in, in the industry it's a trip because like you don't even see a lot of latinos in the yeah industry, yeah yeah right? you don't see any any type of culture mm. at all i mean yeah we're starting to come up a lot more i feel like there's like now this year back then there wasn't as much as recognition but us being behind the bars for cannabis you know what i mean 
and not just there's no Filipino brands, there's no yeah. Filipino brands, period. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but you're right. I think within these last two years, we saw growth and all that, right? Yeah, there's been a growth for sure. Um, at this time, it was 2018, 2017. It was just when it became legal. So there wasn't much, as much um, of different cultures. I feel like now, this year, uh, we're expanding a lot more, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And I, I just want to add, ladies and gents, that Dulce is also an event organizer. And one of the first shows I did with her was maybe uh, two, three months ago. And we did it at Balboa Park. So she also organizes in the hip hop community. And that's really awesome. So she does a lot. And like, she's always at the pop-up markets, pop-up shops. She's always on the grind, um, getting her brand out there. And I give you so much props staying consistent. Thank you. I appreciate that. It gets it gets tough, you know, mentally yes. and physically sometimes. For sure. I want to ask, what are some of the challenges being a Latina woman in this industry? Well, um, I feel like it's been it 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 was tough at first. Like I said, like it was probably like 2018 when I started, but um, it's been easier. It's been easier getting more opportunities, collabing with different people. Um. You know, just meeting different types of people. So it's gotten a lot easier. I feel like us, San Diego, we're a, we're a community and we all help mm. each other out, which is awesome. For sure. And let's talk about the, the clothing line first. I know when I follow you on IG, there's constant like new lines and new designs coming out. How do you balance all this? How do you find time to uh, design the clothing? So um, I actually, uh, shout out to my homie, Buer. He's that one that actually... Um, gave me the idea so we actually collabed and he does some of the designs and then I do some of the designs Mm. so um he's the one that actually helped me out and inspired me to um start airbrushing and you know um do different designing so he he was one of my main inspirations and he's one of um one of the people that helps me out with the airbrush as well so like I'll do some designs and then he'll do some designs so it's it's pretty cool it's pretty cool that's dope. Out of all the products you push, which was your favorite? I would say, um, I don't know, shit. I would say the oil for sure. <laughs> yeah. And the art, the art, either mm. resin or, or shirts. Like, yeah, the art for sure. I gotta talk about this. What made you make the essential oil? What was the inspiration um, behind that? So just, oh yeah, well, when I was working as a butt tender and same thing, you know, I was like, I want to make an oil that represents us, um, women and cannabis. And I was like, I'm just, I want to make something that helps us out. Cause working in the in- industry as a butt tender, uh, there would be always be women and they'll be like, do you have anything for sexual harassment? And they, and they would be shy about it. They would be shy to talk about sex and cannabis. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it'll be so cool to represent and make a brand that is for women and it's okay to talk about sex and cannabis it's okay right. to be um you know i feel like a lot of our our, our older even like ancestors or older like uh, our, our elders um as uh, old school they're taught uh, i mean in the latina and the latin like the uh, mexican culture a lot of women are pretty much like don't talk about sex don't talk about cannabis um so it, it's good to bring that out that it's okay you know what I mean mm. what has been the feedback for people was it like what kind of reception did you receive like were people shocked like whoa or 
surprised or shy about it, you know? I feel like um, a lot of women, um, I haven't <laughs> seen anybody actually talk, like, not wanting to talk about it. Um, a lot of, I feel like it makes women feel empowered, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, a lot of women give me their feedback and they're not shy about it. They're like, okay, this isn't this, that, you know, my boyfriend loved it. I actually started feeling a lot better. And, you know, I, I always get good positive feedback for sure from even like um, younger women or older women. Mm, wow. What has been the reception for men when they buy Men as well. So um, I've gotten men actually buy it from me um, and they love it too. They um, they always tell me like, you know, my, my girlfriend liked it. I helped us out. Um, really, really good feedback. It won't get you high. That's the only thing that men are like, is it gonna get me high? I wanna get high. But um, it won't get you high, but it, it does help. <laughs> and um, one of my favorite uh, things that uh, Dulce does is I saw her making these coasters or uh, coasters for the for, for your cups or, or cup and glasses, and she made this gangstar coaster, yo. And how is the process like making those? Um, it's a little bit like um, difficult at times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like really sticky, so you have to be really careful with resin. Mm. Um, but I kind of just go with the flow. Like I don't really plan it. It just depends. Mm. Like that gangstar one, I literally was like, I like making hip hop related stuff, and I was actually listening to uh, Gangstar above the clouds, and I was like, I'm gonna make some fucking shit out of Gangstar. Yes, yes, yes. So That's a lot a of my shit. a lot of my ideas come like that. Like I'll be like just driving, and I'll hear I'll start listening to a hip hop song, and like that'll be my inspiration for my next collection or something. I love it. Yeah. And, re- <laughs> and recently, ladies and gents, I actually purchased the medicated tamales from Dulce, and um, and the the people that I let them try it, including myself, we were we love it. It tastes really good, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it, it it works really good. And for all those who are listening, briefly, if you can just describe the process of that making the medicated tamales. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, my brand it was actually um, an edible brand in the beginning, <laughs> and um, I was like, I want to make like medic food, but like with a Mexican twist. So mm-hmm. I was like, one day I was just making um, sopes. I was making sopes and enchiladas, and I had to make an oil. And I was like, I'm gonna pour some in it, and I ended up <laughs> putting some in it. And it got me high, and I was like, oh, shit. I was like, I should just fucking, like, make medicated food. So um, I would make, like, um, I would use a lot of um, a lot of my mom's uh, recipes. So she was one of my inspiration. And, right. Um, she, my mom actually helps me. So she actually, she's my, my, my little um, helper. I love it. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, one day, yeah, I was like, I just bought everything. We ended up making the masa, the chicken. And I was like, I'm just going to make medicated food, you know? And um, yeah, people people like them. You know, we'll make pozole, birria, tamale, wow. ceviche. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. You make medicated ceviche? Yes. Holy fucking shit. Yo, we so, suggest for this episode, I'm gonna tag uh, Dulce's Instagram handle and and you guys gotta follow her because she will be she will be giving you guys updates as more products come along. And you guys really gotta try this shit. Um let me ask you this. Do you have days where you, do you have days where you feel uninspired or unmotivated to be a businesswoman? I'm sure there's good days 
and I'm sure you got bad days. How do you deal with the bad days? Um, I'll take breaks. I feel like it's so important as a businesswoman um, to take breaks. Like, Mm. there's times that I'm working all the time and I'm just like, I need a break. I'm feeling drained. Like, I'll meditate a lot. You know, I meditate a lot. It helps. And then um, I don't smoke as much anymore just because I'm always on the go. But I'll consume edibles or, like, my vape. I'll smoke, like, here and there. So smoking helps, too. And just meditating. Um... You know, and if I'm not feeling inspired, then I just I just won't do it. You know, that day I don't push myself as much if I'm not feeling it. You know what I mean? Because there's, mm. you know, we need a break as humans. So, yeah, taking breaks is, is good for sure. And we recorded this for all those who are tuning in. This is actually my first podcast to um, uh, to interview somebody for the brand new year of 2023. And I just want to say happy new years to you. And um what what did you learn about yourself in 2022 um a lot of self-care a lot of self-care mm. a lot of balance um yeah like like learning to balance things out and um don't forget about self-care always always you know take some time out of your day for yourself you know um as humans you know we we need that and um i have kids you know i work and I do a lot and some days I just don't feel like doing shit. So I learned a lot about this year, self-care and balance for sure. How many kids you got, Dulce? I have two. I have a boy and a girl. How do you balance being a businesswoman and a mother by the time you get home? How is that like? I do a lot of my art with my kids. So I'll be doing my resin and I'll have my kids. Um, Sometimes I'll have my older son help me out, which is pretty cool. Um... So, yeah, doing that. And then my mom helps out a lot. So, you know, my family helps out my sister. So I'm thankful that I am where I am because of them. Mm. What do you notice about the San Diego scene, the hip-hop scene, the San Diego hip-hop culture out here, and the cannabis scene in San Diego? What are what do you like about it? Uh, what can be improved? I feel like there's so much talent in SD. So much talent. So yes. much for so sure. much like i'm proud of us i'm like fuck yeah like we're we're coming up you know we have so many talented artists so many talented um yes people for sure so i feel like we're doing great like i feel like as a city we're doing great we're getting there and um i love our hip-hop community i love our hip-hop community um there's so many different types of hip-hop and so many um people that came from the bottom you know and and and, and it's incredible it's incredible to see all this community that we have which is so much talent that we have and the energy in san diego is different too like how do i say this it's like a a hidden gem like you never know what's the talent out here unless you go to the shows like you gotta go to the show and you gotta see this for yourself man because you know we're not always boastful about it you just gotta see it you know mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense like we don't we don't do too much bragging but we're really creative you know? yes like, yes for sure on that I feel like we're expanding so much um so much so much talent with even vendors um you know rappers DJs so much that we have clothing design fashion design yes yes art art um what is it about San Diego that, that breeds all this talent? What do you think special about the city? Or the county? Uh, 
the county. Oh, damn. There's so many special things. I feel like. Is it the beach? Is the weather? Huh? The, the beach, the weather, um, the people, the the everything, the hood. I'm like, I, I love it all. Yeah, because not every part of SD is nice and beachy. Some is really yeah. the hood parts, you know. It's both. It's both. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yes. Right now it's not as sunny, but we, we need we needed the rain for sure. Um, let's talk about your nomination. Are you excited? Let, let's tell the people what are you getting nominated for. Yeah, so I'm nominated for um, Best Cannabis Brand Ambassador of California. Wow. Um, yes, I'm excited. I'm scared, but excited. Um, so, yeah, I've been working for this company uh, called Hotbox for a year already um it's actually my first brand ambassador job and um i love it i love it you know um it's a different it's a different environment from being a bud tender and it's uh it's helped me out a lot it's helped me out mentally and physically like i I, yeah i've learned so much during the time that i've been with this company and just um it's it's i used to be more and more into like a shell i used to be like more shy and i feel like just working and meeting so many different people um has helped me grow as 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 a as a person in the cannabis industry were you shy your whole life or do you you know why you're shy have you always been shy Uh, people that know me they're like you're not shy at all but i consider (laughs) myself a shy person and like people around me like my mom or my friends or like just like anyone that knows me they're like bitch you are not shy like i'm like (laughs) i'm like i'm just like i i i overthink you know as you know i overthink and i doubt myself and people are like no you don't i'm like yes i do (laughs) why 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 is that do say why do you die i feel like i feel like i don't know i feel like i don't know I don't know. I know sometimes I'll be insecure and I'm like, damn, did I do it right? Or I'll just like, you know, overthink. And I feel like us as humans, like, you know, we, we just do that. You know, I used to be a really anxious person and um, just doing a business and growing and going to events, meeting people has kind of helped me um, develop that. Yeah, definitely. Right. It'll push you to, to talk because shit, you have to promote it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I think us artists, uh, I, I, I think really who we are inside is probably shy. And when it's time to not be shy, we have to put that game face on, right? Like, yeah. you, it, it's not, I'm not saying we're acting, but not being shy is definitely out of our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and when we don't have to promote no more, we retreat back to our shell, right? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I I, I had a, a tough time working with that, but yeah, it, it has helped me a lot. You know, just meeting different people and um, evolving as a person for sure. Mm. What are you learning about people as as you became a businesswoman? What do you learn about human nature? Um, always be nice. That's mm. one thing, you know. And you don't ever know what anyone's going through. So anyone that I meet, I always try to bring that good energy. Um, try to make them feel comfortable because, as us people, you know, we have a certain energy. And if you're bringing that bad energy, or you're just mad, you know, we we all have rough days. But um, just try to be positive and be nice to one another always. Seriously, 
you never know what someone's going through, man. Yeah, always, always, always be nice, always give back. Um, it doesn't hurt to give back, you know, um, to a certain extent, obviously, but you know, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt to be nice. Mm. What can we expect from Kana Chicana Club for 2023? Um, I'm working on, I'm working on a few projects right now. Mm-hmm. And um, collabing with uh, a few people from out of state, um, other cities. Um, we're actually just got my ashtrays and um, my gear at a smoke shop. So it'll be available at Visuals in uh, Mission Gorge. Wow. Yeah, shout out to my homegirl, um, Karina from Droteria. She's the one that actually got us in there. And um, she's one of my business partners. You'll always see us at the pop ups together. Um, so that's my bitch. Shout out to her. <laughs> but yeah, she Shout got us out. in there. So um, so that's pretty cool. Man, congratulations. That's freaking awesome. Um, what has your family's reception to what you do? You know, I know like us being Filipinos and Hispanics, um, you know, sometimes our parents have expectations from us, of us, on what career paths to take. What has been the, what's the feedback from your mom and dad that you do this? Um, they're super um, helpful and supportive. Um, my good, mom, good. yeah, when I actually started working in the cannabis industry, I was scared to tell my mom, and um, she was like, Whatever makes you happy, as long as you know you're being a mom and like you're staying on your grind, do what makes you happy. And I was like, Oh, shit, okay. My, my parents are not that old school, um, so which is pretty cool, like, they're really open, they're really, I'm really <clears> close <throat> with them. Um, so, you know, whenever I have an issue or a problem, like I always go, with, I always go to my mom's all the time or, you know, even, even when I'm done making a design or making a tray or anything that I'm working on and I show her, um, you know, I, she's one of my first feedbacks always. Mm. Yeah. So they're, they're really, really helpful. My family, um, my mom be telling everybody, like my daughter works with cannabis. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. mom, you can't be telling everybody. <laughs> she's like, yeah, my mom, she'd be bragging. And she's like, yeah, my daughter, she got her small business. Like, she, she was in cannabis and alcohol. And I'm like, mom. Like, <laughs> she's, she's like, just... she sells weed, by the way. I'm like, mom, you can't be telling that to everybody. <laughs> she's, she's just proud. She's just proud. Yeah, she's really proud. Um, <clears throat> I'm actually going to take her for that uh, nomination. I want to take her so she can experience it and know a little bit more about it because yeah she she loves um, she loves learning about cannabis even though she doesn't consume it so um yeah she likes it which is pretty cool and ladies and gents the, the event will be in santa ana and the name of the event is called the yost and for all those who are tuning in jess when is the date for the actual show the actual i believe show? it's um march 23rd they march changed 23rd. the date but um mm-hmm. i think they're doing the uh, vip tickets a hundred dollars and then tickets are like $40 okay cool and if you guys follow her on Instagram she'll be promoting it too she has a link tree if you guys want to know more about her products and I'll definitely be resharing that flyer so we I know there's still vote, the voting still available people can still vote till January 29 I believe right yes so and I'm also going to add the website um, for this so people can vote um, man like what I know that your mom is a, such a great uh, support system for you as 
as you grow into your motherhood and the kids are getting older and we got a brand new year ahead of us another year under our belt like what are you learning starting out as a teen mom i'm sure you learned a lot but these days when they're becoming teenagers like what are you learning about motherhood oh my I'm god like, that's a good question guiding guiding, <laughs> guiding these teenagers in, in 2023 at such yes. a crazy crazy time in the, in the united states of america yes it's such a weird time since like you know i'm i'm 29 but like growing up it's changed so much and oh uh, yeah man yeah it's been like it's like damn like <laughs> Oh, you have your kids with tablets, kids with iPhones. I'm like, damn, okay. <laughs> But um, yeah, I have a, a 11 year old. He's gonna start middle school soon, so that's kind of scary. Um, I, I'm, I'm a little scared. I'm nervous for that. But I feel like I've raised my kids to be really, uh, really good human beings. Stay humble and um, like you know, I'm, I'm teaching them to be nice always. So I, I feel I feel like I've raised them pretty good. I feel like my my kids, you know, they have their little issues here and there, but they're they're super humble, super nice. Um, my oldest, Damien, he's like more into like the anime and like Asian and Filipino culture right now. Wow. Or, yeah, he's like really into that. Like he all he wants to eat. I'm like, what do you want me to make to, make you to eat? He's like anything Asian or Filipino. I'm like, bro, I'm not. I mean, I I, I know how to make some food, but not all of it. <laughs> so he's all into like the pho, the sushi, the ramen. So, you know, he's really into that type of culture right now and the anime and all that stuff. So it's pretty cool because um, he's taught me a few things that I didn't even know. <laughs> Just tell Damien to come to Mira Mesa and cruise through Mira Mesa Boulevard with mom. And you guys will find nothing but Filipino and Vietnamese restaurants left and right. Um. <laughs> yes. No. Uh, we went there actually. Um. Uh, we've actually gone there, and I took him, and he's like, "Wow." He's like, well, "No, what are we gonna eat? There's so much options." And mm -hmm. he's all into that. He loves that. Tell him to take a cruise down Plaza Plaza Boulevard, Island Pacific <laughs> Market. Tell him Jollibee's right around the corner, Goldilocks. Nothing. Not, there's nothing but Filipino spots. Yes. And National City. So he'll he'll have a overstimulation of Filipino food yeah where I live um <laughs> in Oklahoma Boulevard it's like uh all like a bunch of fall plays a bunch of Chinese oh, yes. food so he he loves that <laughs> and that's actually what I love about San Diego all these options you know yes uh, we have so many good food um options for sure so much culture we have so much culture which is dope let's say Damien is in seventh grade or eighth grade right And he comes home one day smelling and reeking of weed. How would you handle it? Oh my god! I don't know. Oh my god! I was thinking about that last time. That's a good question. Okay. Um, would you, what would you say? Real talk. He came home. Her eyes are bloodshot, and he smells like it too. Oh what my god! I'm like I'm like remembering when my mom first saw me, and she was like, "What the fuck?" But then she was kind of cool with it. But then she was like, "What the fuck?" But um. I don't know, man. I don't know what I would do. Like, he knows I work with cannabis. So I actually um, had that talk with him about what cannabis is. And um, I use it more for medicinal reasons. So that's how I explained it to him, that it was more of a, of a medicinal thing. But um, he didn't really care about it. He was just like, okay, like, all right, whatever. My mom works with weed, all right, you know? Yeah. And um, I know last time I was like, yeah, I work with cannabis because, I don't know, he brought something up. And he's like, Mom, that's not, it's called weed, not cannabis. <laughs> I'm like, okay. But uh, I don't know. I'll be a little upset 
because yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he is young, you know, he is young. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that's how old I was when I started doing it too. I was in seventh, yeah. eighth grade, and like I would literally walk with all my homies. I used to play soccer, so I used to stay after school to play soccer. And on our way back, we would go to um, I used to go to Horseman on Fifty Fourth, and um, I would literally smoke a joint after my soccer practice, walking with my homies. <laughs> So I'm like, I don't blame him, but I would get a little, I would be a little mad. <laughs> yeah, 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 no doubt. Now, let's flip the question. What, what would happen if, if one day your daughter in high school came back smelling like that and, and looking like it? <laughs> um, same <laughs> if, if thing. Yeah. Um, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm equal with both. So um, I would be a little upset, but at the same time, you know, if that's what she's into, as long as she's as long as she's getting good grades, as long as she's doing her shit, then I probably wouldn't mind. Good job, good job. You know what I mean? As long as the grind is going, she she's good at school, she's you know, getting somewhere alive, then you know, it's, it's a stigma of cannabis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um meditation and anxiety. How how helpful has meditation been for you? Um, it's helped me a lot. I try to meditate like every day or at least, you know, I'm always in the go. So at least I, there's times that I meditate in my car on my way to work. You know, I'll, I'll get there early. Um, and that time that I have those five or 10 minutes, I'll try to meditate. So, um, I feel like meditating is really important or at least just take, take some time out of your day to relax and, you know, um, stay positive, try to breathe always. Right on. The graffiti culture in San Diego, um, is it is it flourishing? Is it dying? Is it hidden? Is it more underground these days? How do you feel about the graffiti culture in the city? Um, and how can we incorporate that and, and redirect it into positive things, you know? Like if if there's any youth out there listening, what would you be what would be your advice for them if they're out there doing graffiti? <clears throat> Um, I grew up with the graffiti culture around me, so I've been around it my whole entire life. Yeah. And um, there's so much, so much talent. There's a lot of talented artists um, in the graffiti scene. And um, I feel like it's slowed down over the years, to be honest. I feel like there's less of it. I feel like there was more of it, like, back in the days. So throughout the years, I feel like there's less of it. But... It's because a lot of um, graffiti artists are actually doing like art shows. They're doing uh, small business owners now. They're actually they're doing a positive outcome out of their their talent. You know, they're not just tagging in the streets and doing graffiti on the streets, but they're doing actually art shows. And um, you know, they're they're expanding. I feel like it. So there's a, a, a lot of uh, good artists, good graffiti artists in San Diego for sure. Nice. And for all the young Latinos out there, youth, um, if they do want to get into the cannabis industry and they want to incorporate their art into what they're doing, what would be your advice for them? For all those who are starting a business or if they want um, to start one someday? Mm-hmm. I would say take notes, um, go to events to learn because that's what I did. Like I... I'm, I kind of started um, just pretty much taking notes of things that I needed, trying to see what my, my outcome was from it, making sure I have the resources. Um, it takes time. It takes time for sure. But I, I take your time, you know, don't rush into it. And um, 
always take um pretty much other how would i explain it um other advice take it take all the advice you can always even if it's bad or good um any feedback take it because they'll help you as an artist and they'll help you grow as an artist you know there's people that are not gonna like your shit and there's people that are gonna like your shit there's people that are gonna are not gonna support and there's people that are gonna support but don't let don't let anything hold you back do that shit always yes if it makes you happy and if it gives purpose in your life you should do it you know yes. don't let yourself hold you back because there might be a little thing it, it might be anything that's holding you back and you know try to push through it and you know it'll, it'll help you in, 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 in the long you know it'll help you for sure yes and I think if you're making art straight from your heart um, I think that the money will eventually come Um, I think business, when you start out in business, of course, the, the end goal and the end result we all want to get is to sell it and make money for sure. But I also think that the universe is watching if your motives and intentions are are not in the right place. Yes, you know? yes. If, if you're doing it for popularity or clout, I think that won't last. Um, if, for but sure if you really, on that. Yeah. But yeah, if you really no. do it from your heart, if you do it from your soul, you're always going to do it. No matter how old you get, no matter how the year. If it comes from your soul, you're going to do it, man. You know? Yeah, do it because you want to do it. Do it because it inspires you or because you like it. Don't do it just for the clout or the money. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, no. There's no, there's a lot of people that mislead that. Like, they'll just, you know, you, you, you'll, you'll be able to tell sometimes when someone's mm -hmm. doing it for the money or mm -hmm. just to get, you know, popular or whatever. You know, do it because you want to. Do it because you want to get somewhere. You have a purpose for it. And I think um, if you reasons to more yeah it will my heart and I we're in the right place hello, hello. uh kind of keeps cutting off yeah I can hear you hello Yeah, I can hear you. Yo, can you hear me, Jose? How about that? Nice. So, I was saying, um, if your heart's in the right place, I think you're going to have longevity in this, in this business. Um, what are some of the New Year's resolutions you got? I know we just started the New Year. If you would say, if you cut it down to like top three, what's your top three resolutions for this New Year? Um, shit, I have, uh, like, I have uh, so many. Um, to grow and collab more. I love collabing with other artists. I love collabing with with anyone anyone and um you know women men anyone um i've collabed with a lot of different artists so i want to i want to collab more this year for sure um i'm working on a few so um do doing that and finishing that um second we'll try to get into more shops try to get to more events um you know a lot more of the hip-hop for sure mm -hmm. and um three um damn um expand more expand more as an artist so i want to i'm looking forward to doing more events like up in la upper county um you know different areas for sure not just uh san diego you know um expand more as an artist in different cities different events meet different people 
last but not the least, speaking of hip hop, who are you listening to these days? Who's inspiring you? Who do you listen to when you when you need to like decompress from the world? Um, who are you feeling these days? Music. Right, I listen to so much different music. Um, I listen to a lot of hip hop, old school, new school. Um, I also listen to a lot of um, oldies, reggae. Um, a lot of like Mexican music, like banda. So I've been listening to a lot of banda lately. <laughs> um, but hip hop, my old school hip hop, always, always. <laughs> nice. Anything old school. I know you mentioned Big Al. What's your top? What's your top Big Al song? Uh, Furious Anger. That's one of my favorites. That's my shit right there. Uh, the second one would be um, shit. What's the name of that song? It's um, if you don't got money, you won't scoop a honey. <laughs> yeah, I forgot the title. Yeah. Uh, p- uh, put it on, and then uh, dope, dope, dope. Uh, that's not put it on though, but put it on, and then the enemy. Mm. That big picture was such a classic, right? Yes. Oh, it's called uh, No Ends, No Skins. <laughs> the one that I was like, if you don't got money, you won't scoop a honey. <laughs> And I know. Oh, uh, if you don't got cash, you won't be getting no ass. <laughs> what What's your thoughts on Big Pun? I know your favorite Big Pun song, but when you <laughs> when you hear <laughs> when you hear Big Pun, uh, what's your top three songs for Big Pun? There you go. Big Pun. Uh, well, the one that I posted last time <laughs> that's still not a play yet. I love that song. I was actually on my way home and I was, I'm telling you, like sometimes I'll be like on my way home or I just be bumping and I'm like, I'll get a little inspiration. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I'm I'm save that song. I'm gonna do something with that song. Uh, Punish Me, Punish Me is a cool one. Um, Beware, that's a good one. You know one. what's up, you know what's up, you know what's up. Yeah, she yeah, said, yeah. She I said got... beware, she said beware. <laughs> Because someone can say they love Big Pun by just naming the most popular singles, but you don't know Big Pun unless you you say beware, right? Like, <laughs> all right, she knows Big Pun, all right. Um, man, Dulce, I, I really appreciate you for doing the interview. Are there any other shout out announcements you want to announce? And once again, folks, I'll be plugging in the website where you can vote for her and also her Instagram page so you guys can be updated with the links and all the announcements um, are th- is there anything else you want to announce to the people out here <clears throat> um, I just want to give a few shout outs man like shout out to the hip hop community shout out to uh, my homegirl Roteria uh, you know, my business partner shout out to Viewer um, he's helped me along the way as well um, Ojos de Mota, we collab a lot, so that's one of my favorite uh, co- people to collab with. Um, yeah, man, shout out to everybody this year, man. Everyone that's helped me out, anyone that was supporting me with any, you know, a like, a reshare. Um, shout out to anybody that showed up to the events, man. Yeah, shout out to everybody. Everybody, you know, has helped me um, in a way to grow as a person for sure. Amen, sis. Yo, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for doing this. And um, I'll hit you back on the text right now for the update, all right? Yes, thank you so much. This was fun. <laughs> Yo, ladies and gents, Andy Podcast. We did it. Dulce, thank you. Peace out, yo. Peace out. Thank you. Have a blessed one. One love. One love. Peace.